Welcome to Super Aging Podcast. This podcast strives to promote healthy aging and amplify caregiver voices while raising awareness about dementia. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Fatou Sise. Today I am speaking with Ms. Jean Ketchum. Ms. Ketchum is the CEO and founder of Aging But Dangerous, an internationally acclaimed movement of women 50 plus living their lives to the fullest, redefining aging, having fun, and looking good. Since 2008, Aging But Dangerous has provided women a community for positivity, education, and adventure. From colonoscopy parties to fashion shows, with older adults in mind to skydiving. Known for her lifestyle and encouragement, Ms. Ketchum, Aging But Dangerous movement has garnered an international fan base of more than 125,000 people from 50 countries. Aging But Dangerous provide resources across multitude of topics, including relationships, age-related health concerns, and positive and encouraging videos from Jean herself. Please welcome Jean Ketchum. Thank you, Fatou. That was nice. Thank yeah, you very much for those nice words. Well, I'm thank happy you. To be here. They're all very true. They're very, oh. very true. Thank you. So, thank yeah, so it's Women History Month. Yes, it is. Yeah. Can you tell me the significance of this month to you? Well, I have a real a personal feeling when, you know, as I don't know if I don't know if anybody knows this or not, I'm 81. I have mm -hmm. a daughter that's 53. Mm -hmm. And when she was born, Gloria Steinem was just really starting out. And mm -hmm. I remember so well, and I've always really been a woman's advocate all my life, even okay. in high school, you know, everything. You know, Gloria was just getting out there and really starting that women's movement and mm -hmm. doing one of her first marches and everything. And I have this little baby girl. And of course, back then, you did not know what sex you were going to have. And uh -huh. I so badly wanted a little girl. And of course, I would have been happy with a little boy. But right. so here was my little girl. And Gloria Steinem comes on the TV. And mm -hmm. I am just like, so excited. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I look down at my baby girl. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I hope, you know, I'm just going to raise her to be, you know, for women's issues and to, you know, to be independent and to be mm -hmm. strong and, you know, yeah. all those things. And then right after that, the Miss America contest came on and I'm like, I was watching, I'm like, oh my gosh, what if she wants to be Miss America? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, if she wants to be Miss America, I will stand by her and yeah. I will support her no matter what. But yeah. it was funny because I had the two different ones. And of course, there's nothing wrong with Miss America. I love mm -hmm. that concept. And I love the young women, you know, they're very sharp, they're very intelligent, all that. Yeah. But I just had that Gloria Steinem was just right at the, you know, top of my list for as, as far as making a difference. And I, there's so many women out there, how could we ever, you know, we just can't even name, name them. But she happens to be the one that I really related to. And I really raised my daughter with those kinds of, you know, ideas and that, yeah. you know, all that. And, you know, in fact, when Michelle graduated from college, 
which mm-hmm. is like, look how many years ago she's 53. I went out, we went out to lunch and I talked to her about, it. I said, you, your generation has to keep fighting yes. for equal pay, you know? And I said, Michelle, mm-hmm. you just got to do that. And so, you know, and that was like how many years ago? And of course here, yeah. they still don't have equal pay, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, she was a real inspiration in my, with my generation, I think, you know, cause she's yeah. our age. Yeah. I, I think, I think even generation after yours, she's, Gloria Steinem is definitely a feminist icon that yeah. many people, including myself, look up to. Yeah. And she's, yeah. At, you know, what is she? She's in her 80s now. So she was right there, you know, my age doing all these wonderful things. And so, yeah, yeah she, that was big. Wonderful. Well, to help our listeners understand who may have not be familiar with aging, but dangerous, your Facebook page, website and YouTube channels that provide resources, blog posts, and opportunities to discuss amongst your members across many different age-related topics. What was the inspiration for you to start this community? Well, we started it about a good friend of mine, and I started it about 13, well, 12 years ago, starting our 15th year. And Honestly, it was because women, we had a lot of young friends. I was getting, I was 69. My, my best friend was 62, but we had a lot of women friends in their Mm fifties and, you know, things have changed since then, you know, but back then that 50 year old woman was so upset about turning 50. I mean, it was just like so traumatic. And also 12 years ago, the 50 year old, early 50 year old woman also that was like, there were a lot of them empty nesters. Because back then, a lot of them, their kids were going to college. And now I think a lot of these 50, women in their 50, early 50s still have kids at home, you know, in high school. But anyway, it was whole, a whole different situation back then. But right. we saw these women just go, you know, just go into the closet almost. And we're like, what is going on? You know, we got to get these women out there and we got to get them doing things. And we, you know, they just can't sit there on their couch and worry about turning 50 or turning 60 or, you know, whatever. I mean, this yeah. whole age thing was just mm-hmm. ridiculous. It is. So we started it. Suzanne came up with the name and we started it and it just took off. I'm a skydiver. And so I did my first skydive when I was 60 with my 91 year old dad. Oh my God. I know. And you now know, I see where you get this from. <laughs> I know it. I know it. So, anyway, we did a skydive. We call it the Martini Jump Skydive because I'm a martini drinker. I love martinis. And honestly, Fatu, we had 107 women jumping out of an airplane all day long from the eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night, 50 to 80 years old. Wow. I'm telling you, it was so unbelievable. And these women, you know, once you jump out of an airplane at 13,000 feet, I'm telling you, you feel like you can do anything in the world. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine me doing that. I'm, I'm afraid of heights. So, well, wow. yeah, I know. But you know what? I would say I'm not afraid of heights, so it's not as hard for me. Okay. But I would say 98% of the women that did this were scared of heights. And that, to me, was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Yeah. For them to do wow. that when they were so scared. And for that many people to actually, like, commit to do that, you know. Yeah. Well, we have it. Yeah. 
we had it every year and we always had a lot of people. We didn't have that many because we went through a lot of women, but you'd be surprised the women that have skydiving on their bucket list. I think it's amazing. I don't talk to any men that have it, but the women do. And, you know, we're going to do it again after this whole COVID thing gets over. Isn't that wonderful thing? Yeah. Yeah. And then we had a colonoscopy party that was really good. And we saved a life. This woman, uh, her mother had died of colon cancer and uh, she was scared to go to the doctor. So we rented a hotel down here in Minneapolis and these women signed up. We made a big party for them that night. They drank all their drinks. They stayed at the hotel. The next morning we had limos come and pick them up and take them to the doctor's appointment. And this one woman hurt. She had cancerous polyps. And so we felt so good that we saved this life. And so, yeah, we're all about education, too. You know, we really want to educate women and keep them ahead of the curve as far as. And that's where I think I come in at 81 is that I experience the whole, you know, a lot of things with aging that I can share Mm -hmm. with women. And that's what I do on those on my little live videos that I do. That is so amazing. It's very inspirational. How did you even come about throwing a colonoscopy party? I've never had anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. We heard some star, some movie star out in California got all of his friends together and they stayed at his house and they had a colonoscopy party. And that's what made us think about it. And, uh, and, you know, we had a lot of support here in the twin cities and we just, um, you know, it was just great. And we just wanted to make women really, really aware of the, you know, getting a colonoscopy. There's still so many women out there that just don't do it. That is true. You know, I think the process is a little intimidating for some people. Yeah. And if they don't have colon cancer in their, within their family history, they feel like they're okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, yeah. a personal story to that, uh, my dad who was also supposed to have colonoscopy in, in one of the hospitals, when they went through the process of it, he was a little intimidated by that. So at least he pulled off the first time to do it. So, yeah. so, so for you to put people together and have them actually do it, it's, it's inspirational. Yeah, yeah, it was good. You know, and then we had a big fashion show and 500 people and we had women. I just took women off the street I told him, I said, I don't care how short you are, how tall you are, how fat you are, how skinny you are. I don't care about any of that stuff. But I want you to walk down that runway and I want you to have attitude. You have attitude and you pull it off. And they, I had a woman come and work with them. And I'm telling you, it was like a rock star. And it was the whole purpose of the fashion show was uh-huh. for dispelling the myths of fashion. Because back then and even now, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. as bad now. Back then, 12 years ago, it was absolutely ridiculous that all these books came out and everything telling you if you're 50 or over, this is what you have to wear. This is what you have to look like. I mean, it was just stupid. And so and this one woman, she was kind of our our uh, mascot. She's 80 years old and okay. she she's a professional competitive dancer mm-hmm. at 80 and didn't start doing it till she turned 70. And so she walked down that runway wow. and she had on a pair of really tight jeans. She worked out with the trainer all the time. She put really a pair of tight jeans and this cute little t-shirt and this, this jacket, this cute jacket. And my daughter, who was 43 at the time, sitting there next to me. And she said, mother, I cannot believe I want that outfit that an 80 year old is wearing. 
<laughs> and I said, see, it doesn't matter what age. It's just, you know, you wear what you want to wear. Everything is in our heads, right? Oh, so, yeah, wear what you want to wear. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. You know, I used to own a clothing store, and I was so, okay. that was so important to me. Somebody yeah. would say, you know, what is, is this? They'd say, you know, what does this look like? Does this look okay on me? And I'd say, how do you feel in it? And they'd say, well, I feel really good in it. And I'd say, it looks great. You know, <laughs> if you feel good in it, you're going to look great. That's wonderful. That's really good. Many women look to you as an inspiration. What does it mean to for you to be an ambassador of aging? Well, I that's a real compliment. I don't think of myself, you know, like <laughs> that. Really but, yeah, but I do know that a lot of women listen to me and I do have things to say and I just <laughs> My daughter used to say to me, mother, you give people advice whether they ask for it or not. And I said, I know, but, you know, they can take it or leave it. But I got to tell I got to tell people about it. I have just always, you know, talked to young women. And, you know, I'm, I love talking to young women, too. You know, that 40 year old that's just, you know, really seems to be going through some stuff. And then, you know, the older I lose, I have to say that I lose my patience a little bit with with some of the older women that are upset about getting turning 50 or 60 or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, they do. I'm not big on pity parties and Mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't have a lot of patience for that kind of thing. And I personally have never really thought about age and I know that sounds strange, but I Mm -hmm. haven't. So I just, I do like talking about it and I don't know that I'm going to, I don't know where you'd put me in the slot, but I do talk have always talked to women a lot about, you know, getting older and, you know, and all that stuff, because it's just, just not a big deal. Yeah. And it's a natural process. Anyways, it's going to happen as long as we live and breathe under the sun. Right. Well, yeah. And you know, when you have, do you have children? I have two. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but I remember when I had my child and every little stage you go through, I was so excited. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, she can tie her shoes now. Oh, she can go downstairs and fix her own breakfast. All these different stages. Stages, Yeah. And I I think that about, you know, getting older is that we go through all these stages. And to me, every single stage is very exciting. I mean, I was thrilled when I turned 80. Last year, I had the best party. This was before the COVID thing. Of yeah. course. And I had this huge party. I was like, oh, my gosh, I was so excited. I had cataract surgery done. And I happened to have the kind of eyes without paying for any lens or anything. I have the kind of eyes that I, after the surgery, I had 20-20 vision. Oh, I have wow. never had 20-20 vision in my whole life. I wore glasses and I wore contacts. And then, you know, I wore glasses again. And here I am, 80 years old, and I've got 20- 2020 vision. I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. you know, that's fabulous. And yeah. I, I don't know. You just have to pull out that good stuff. You know, it's always kinds of good stuff. The older yeah. you get, my dad was such a good example. You know, mm-hmm. he just was so positive and had such a great attitude. Right. Uh, you know, he loved to boat up here. We had a boat up here in Minneapolis, and so he wanted to go out the next day and. And the weatherman comes on and the weatherman says, you know, 80, we're 80% chance for rain tomorrow. It's going to be a real rainy day. And I looked at daddy and I said, I don't think we're going to be able to go out on the boat, daddy. 80% chance of rain. And he yeah. kind of looked at me and winked and he said, well, let's concentrate on that 
20%. <laughs> and of course, we woke up in the morning, and as you know, the it's sky a was small blue. Chance, but it's the positive one. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the sky was blue. I mean, it was gorgeous. The sun was out, and we went out on the boat. And so he did. I love it. Yeah, I mean, he was so positive, and, and just cracked to that attitude, and you know, yeah, uh, making things happen. So that's absolutely beautiful. We know at older age, it can come with many challenges, both in the physical terms and health and mental and well-being. So your content is really focused, just like you said, it's focused on positive side of aging and silver lining. So your interaction with your fan base and following, what do you learn about role of positive aging? like the positive outlook of aging? What I've learned is that I see things happen to women when they have the right attitude. And uh, one woman, for example, after a skydive, after one of the skydives, Mm -hmm. she went home, she emailed us and she said, that was so thrilling. That was so thrilling. She says, I went home, I divorced my husband and started my own business. (laughs) Now, you know, we don't want things like that to happen unless you, but she, it just gave her so much confidence. Unleashed. She got unleashed. Yeah. Yeah. And so on the wall now. (laughs) Yeah, And she, and you know, like one of the um, women in our fashion show was in an abusive marriage and she just could, was having such a hard time handling it. And after she was in that fashion show and we talked to her and talked to her and worked with her and she got the, the nerve to go, you know, and, and to file for divorce. And I don't know, women just, I always, I have this saying that the way I raised my daughter and the way Mm -hmm. I live my life is that you've just got to take care of yourself and you've got to, you know, no one else is going to do it for you. I mean, no one except you. Yeah. You know, I, my, I have to tell this story because it's such a great story. When the woman that I bought the clothing store from in St. Louis, I was very good friends with her. She was about 30 years older than I was. And I was like 35 and business was really down she and I were having a glass of champagne and I said, do you ever, are you ever sorry that you started this? And cause she didn't have that much money. Yeah. And I said, are you sorry you started this? And you know, do you sometimes wish you hadn't have? And she looked me straight in the face and she said, honey, when the day comes that I don't like my life, that's the day I change it. And I'm like, love you it. know, that I love that. Isn't that great? And that is a great outlook. I I really love that. I know. And I thought, and that's, and I would say to my daughter, she'd be, you know, all down and I don't have any friends and stuff. And it's like, you know what, Michelle, you got to change it. It's up to you. I can't do it for you. She got you to look up to. Yeah. Connected to the world. Well, yeah, it's, but I just, I just thought, you know, it's what I really try to tell women uh, and young women and you know it's like if you don't like the way things are going then do something you know I love that whole Nike logo you know just do it I just you it's know very like, action uh, action driven just do it <laughs> yeah just do it and just you yes. know, get out of that however as you and I talked a little bit before this podcast I'm in very good health and so and I have a lot of energy and I do kettle bells and I do all kinds of stuff and if you're not in good health I think that's a whole different ball game and I I always think I come across it a little smug because I don't know what that's like but I do you know my heart goes out to women that you know really are not as healthy because it's very hard I think to have a good attitude when you're not feeling well that is true 
That is true. Well, that's very thoughtful comment from you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. What do you think is the importance of this type of community for women specifically? To keep, just so they can keep sharing. It's really important to me for women to keep sharing their mm -hmm. stories and mm -hmm. what they're going through and, you know, what's happening. I did this video uh, last week on that and I didn't get very much response because women don't like to talk about it or admit it. Right. That is a real thing. You know, we've sort of conquered the talking about urinary incontinence. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. kind of a, you know, we've kind of passed that. Mm -hmm. The fecal is a real important subject. And I am not kidding you. I talked to this woman the other day who is a nurse and she had never oh. heard of it. And she's starting to have it. And she was very oh. upset. And my doctor said to me, You've got to talk about it because these women, they don't discuss it. They keep it a secret. They're afraid they've got cancer. They're afraid mm -hmm. something horrible is happening. And, and we have medication and we have stuff that can help that. So, I mean, it's it's something that, that just, yeah. we have to talk about things. So to me, this type of community is important to talk about things, to share what's going on in our lives. and. Yeah and what we're experiencing. And I just think that is so important. So important. Yeah, you're right. That's very important for these issues to be discussed and, and mm -hmm. to know that people are not familiar with fecal incontinence. It's, it's surprising to me, but I I'm in that industry. <laughs> I'm in the aging industry. So I tend to see a lot yeah. of uh, aging issues that yeah. our clients uh, are challenged with. So yeah, I, I think to your point, people need to continue that discussion to raise awareness about these issues. So yeah, it does it, 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 it become yeah. a big shock to them when it happens. Well, so, it's I've had it for quite a while and it's controlling her life. She won't get on an airplane to go anywhere. She won't go out to lunch. She won't do that. She is just so scared and so nervous mm -hmm. about it. Oh. And I just, I mean, I, you just deal with it. You know, I mean, I just like deal with it. I don't it's like just right. part of my yeah. it shouldn't paralyze your life honestly yeah 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 typically when many people think of older women they don't think of skydiving sex and performing sports so how important is it to you to be able to break these barriers when it comes to topics that consider taboos amongst older people it's very easy for me. Okay. It's very easy for me to talk about. And I just, and the type of person that I just don't play games, you know, I'm very black and white. There's not a yeah. lot of gray area. You don't and, be around the bus. <laughs> yeah. And I just bring up stuff. I just talk about it. You know, I mean, I talk about vibrators. I talk about, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I just, I used to say all the time to my daughter, I don't talk just to hear myself talk. I talk because I have something to say. And I thought, you know, that is just so me. I I, I always have something to say, that's for sure. For but, you. but yeah, I mean, it's just very important to me as I'm getting older to share things and to, you know, break some of these barriers. And I think we've done a really good job with some of it. I really do. You certainly did. You, you continue to do a very good job with that. Yeah. What are some of the discussion points that are typically ignored amongst women that you feel are important to a positive aging experience? Well, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of fluffy, but... Okay. 
you know, women just, the one thing that is just, they get all upset about, you know, is the wrinkles, you know, when you start getting wrinkles, it's, and I know it kind of bothered me, you know, at 70 and then, oh, okay. But again, you know, like I've always say, you know, you deal with it. You just have mm-hmm. to deal with all this stuff. Yeah. But I think it's just, you know, you ignore, you ignore sometimes, you know, health things. I, I have asthma pretty bad and I'm on a, I have to get on a breathing machine a couple of times, you know, should a couple of times a day. I don't really do it all the time. But my doctor said to me, she, you know, I'm the healthiest patient than she has. Okay. And I am very, very healthy, but I have this mm-hmm. asthma problem. And she said, okay. what you have to learn is to deal with it. You have to learn to take care of it. Whatever's wrong with us, we have to learn how to take care of it. And then it, as we're aging, you know, it will be able to go out and have fun and skydive and do whatever we want to do. But we have to take care of those areas of our life that are not we can't just ignore them because like she said to me, no matter how, you know, sharp you are mentally, physically, everything, you have a breathing problem and your lungs are getting older. You may not feel like you're getting older, but your lungs are getting older. And so it's not going to get any better if anything is going to get worse. So I think that's a lot that women, you know, that we all have trouble with sometimes is just saying, you know, kind of ignoring some of those things that we should be paying attention to and taking care of as we age. Mm-hmm. And just like the wrinkles. I mean, my gosh, I've had so much fun working with my wrinkles. I mean, it's like I went out and bought a mirror that's like 10 times the, you know, makes your 10 times bigger. Oh, yeah. And I'm so like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so interesting <laughs> to see those wrinkles. And I'm like, because everybody went like, oh, my gosh, no, no, no. And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> and so now when I put on makeup, you know, and I just found this fabulous new makeup line, which you'll hear about on our website but yeah. for women. And I really learned how to, you know, work with the wrinkles and how to fill them in and everything. And to me, see, to me, that's exciting. To it me, is. it's not negative. It's not horrible it's exciting that I have found a way to get around you know the wrinkles and putting on makeup and you know working with my face and Mm -hmm. I I think it's very it's very interesting I mean I just I have three little okay you and I can see each other but we have I have three little wrinkles here below the eyebrow and Uh they're not horizontal like wrinkles should be they're perpendicular or whatever they are they're vertical up and down okay and three of them. And it's like, what the Sam hell is that all about? So when you put <laughs> on makeups did really good because I can't see them. <laughs> I know. Well, is it, you know, so when you put on eyeshadow, if you go across, it accents the wrinkles. But if you go down on the wrinkles, it fills them in. And I'm like, see, stuff like that is just fascinating to me. Yeah. And other women would look in that mirror and go like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> Yours is not even visible. Your your makeup did a really good job on that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So each week you film positive and inspirational videos on your Facebook for your Facebook community. Where do you get those inspirational topics for your video? Do you know, I am just, as you can tell, such a talker. But I, right before a video, I go in and uh, I'm a bath person. I love a bath. And I go in and take a hot bath. I light all these candles, put them all the way around the bathtub, turn out the light, and I meditate. And and something always comes to me. And I do this about 
<laughs> about an hour before the videos. And then what I try to do is I just try to share about, you know, my thoughts and what I'm feeling and then asking the audience, you know, the followers, you know, questions and for them to get back at, to me on certain, you know, how they're feeling. The whole COVID thing has been very difficult because it is hard to come up with stuff and it's, you don't want to get too fluffy or too, you know, whatever you have to have some depth. And I, so, you know, it's been, it's been a real challenge with that, but I don't know. I just come up with stuff and, and so far it's, you know, it's been good, but that's how I do it. I'd meditate. I really believe in meditation. It's, isn't it wonderful? Yeah. I, I meditate too. Not a avid meditative person, but I do meditate when I can. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, it is. It's just yeah. like very soothing and very, uh, it's going back to that within, you mm-hmm. know, and who you are within and you're feeling like awareness. Yeah. And, you know, no one else is there around you. So you're dealing with just yourself. And, yes. and I think that's, uh, you just learn a lot that way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So the term young at heart comes to mind when I watch your videos and listen to your messages. What does the term means to you? Young at heart. Oh, young at heart. Yeah. I think it means it still goes back to the, what we've been talking about, you know, mm-hmm. young at heart. I It means your attitude and being positive and just you know, I don't think it's really your personality so much. My dad was really young at heart, but he was very a very quiet man, very subdued, okay. didn't talk a lot. So I don't think it's the personality as much as just your attitude and your, I mean, I just can't stress that enough. You know, the mm-hmm. whole, you know, one thing is being positive, but having the right attitude about life and about yourself and about, you know, it's... Um, it is just so, so important. When I was about 37 and I was working in the clothing store, no, I was younger than that then because I hadn't bought it. And my friend and I went down to a fashion show or a fashion mart in Dallas. And I remember thinking, it's like, it's just like it happened yesterday. I remember we were in a big crowded room and this woman walks in the room and everybody kind of turned and looked at her. And I said to someone next to me, you know, who is that? You know? And they said, I don't know. I don't know who she is. Well, she didn't have on the greatest outfit. I mean, it was okay, but not great, but she, and her jewelry wasn't that fabulous. She wasn't really that pretty or anything. Yeah. And it just hit me right between the eyes after she got about three fourths in the room. Attitude. That woman had attitude and she walked in that room like she owned it. <laughs> and she wa- and she wasn't anybody. I mean, I checked efforts and she was not, she was just a regular person. And I, here I am in my early thirties. And I thought, you know, I mean, that is just it. If you have the right, yeah. If you have the right attitude, you can get by with so much and they can look at you and go like, wow, look at her. And yet it's just because of your attitude. So, I mean, I think so much of it is that, and, and just not, being old and just like this whole old thing just blows me away. And the more of these interviews I do, the more I get so emphatic about, you know, just get off this age thing and and don't put yourself in a box because, you know, like me at 81, I mean, if somebody didn't see me, they would Mm -hmm. think 81, you know, well, hunched over on a walker, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. That's me. And I just, you know, and it's like, 
you you can't box people up because of who they are or what they are or how old they are. Yeah, because yeah. This whole age thing now is changing so fast. I mean, my gosh, these fifty-year-olds look like they're thirty-five. I mean, it's amazing how right, they're right. eating better, they're taking better care of themselves, and mm-hmm. I mean, there's just the age thing is just it's just silliness. I think. Yeah. I think there is a lot of information that are out there now about self-care and you know aging and all that stuff so I I think people are learning more about those things and hopefully applying them and we are seeing some results in that yeah yeah I think so too I always say you know don't put me in a box because of my age if you do there better be a door on it because I'm getting out of there (laughs) (laughs) don't put me in a box I love that. (laughs) I'll take that with me. (laughs) I shouldn't, I shouldn't let anybody put me in a box too. I'll, I'll find a door to it and get out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) From your point of view, is there an ideal age? No, no. Yeah. When I look back on my aging, I really never thought about aging really, but I, to me, when I turned 30, I had a little, child two years old and I was losing a baby at full term and I mean it was a nasty terrible way to lose a baby I was losing tissue and stuff anyway I remember my 30th birthday getting up and looking in the mirror and thinking now I know what they mean when they say I feel like I'm 100 years old Mm. now it wasn't the fact that I was turning 30 it was the fact of what was happening to me at 30 yes and the same thing at 40 You know, 40, I'd sold my store in St. Louis, my clothing store. I moved up to Minneapolis eight days before my birthday, and I locked myself in a room. My customers were calling me. They were so crying because I wasn't there and because this woman canceled all the clothes, you know, all the clothes that they're going to buy and all this stuff. And so it wasn't that I was turning 40. It was the fact that I was just lost at 40. I had left my life, and I didn't know what to do with myself, but I could have been... 50 or 20 or anything. Mm -hmm. So when I look back on my different ages, you know, same thing with 50, 60, 70, 80. I just, I see where I was at the time. Well, my 50th birthday, it was fabulous. I mean, oh my gosh, I didn't mind turning 50 at all. I had the best birthday. And I just, and well, it's just, you know, we were just, we were out on a boat going to Key West with some friends and and we were having a margarita and my good friend looked at me. She was like, 42 at 40 and I'm like turning 50 and she started laughing and I said what are you laughing at and she said it's a joke and I said what's a joke and she said it's a joke that you're turning 50 <laughs> but um, but you know so I always say it, it's it's just back to that frame of mind and that right, yeah. attitude and that mental stuff is right. you know, it's don't let it get to you because it's you know, it's just where you are on yeah. that birthday. And I, it just amazes me. Everybody gets so upset. My yeah. dad on his hundredth birthday, we went home to celebrate. And he went out playing golf and was just wanted to skydive again when he was a hundred, but his wife wouldn't let him got married at 94 and she would not let him skydive. And I oh, swear right. he skydived at a hundred. I know he could have. Your, so, your dad got married at 94? Got married at 94. And, and I advise no one to do that. <laughs> Talk about baggage. She had baggage. Wow. And I'm sure, and I'm sure he did too, but, you know. And is your dad still alive? No, no. He died, you know, like 
oh, I don't even remember, about five years ago or something. And here's a man who really thought he was going to live forever. He's di- he was in the nursing home two weeks before, but in very good health until he went to the nursing home. You know, wow. he's having little mini strokes. And he mm-hmm. said to me, he said, Gene, I just didn't think this would happen to me. And I said, Daddy, you're 105. You know, it's just like, I mean, he honestly thought, I think he's going to live forever. But, um, you know, I don't know. He just, oh. he was mentally... And never had, you what know, a he blessing. Did. what a blessing for him to live that long and healthy all, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And my mother was just the opposite. That's she died at 72 and was so unhealthy. But wow. I love to tell stories about him because it's so interesting. He never, he never ate vegetables. He never ate any fruit. He didn't drink water. He drank a half a gallon of whole milk every day. He did all the wrong things and he was healthy as could be. <laughs> Never had a weight problem. Oh, you never know what nature has in store. I know, you know, low cholesterol, low blood pressure, everything. <laughs> Somebody told me once, a doctor told me once, they said, you need to have his DNA tested because, you know, for your grandkids, because that is very abnormal. That's yeah. not normal. And I was always kind of sorry that I didn't do that because mm-hmm. he's evidently had the kind of and lived on a high fat diet, loved fat and sugar. There you go. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, like he did all the wrong things and still tried. Yeah, I yeah. Know. <laughs> know if he had done all the right things, who knows? He might have died at you know seventy. I don't know. Who knows? Right. Well, if you have his genes, which it looks like you're doing great at eighty-one and doing all these amazing things, maybe your DNA should be tested. Yeah. I, well, that's I, nobody had ever said that to me. Maybe it's. Um, you know, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Maybe yeah. I should because I have two granddaughters. That's right. for sure. So, yeah. so many of your followers are encouraged by your energy and positivity. Do you think that this positive outlook is possible for anyone at any age? No, I don't. And the reason I say that is because I just think some people just won't work on it. Some people, it's just in their mind that they're getting old and that they can't do this and they can't do that. And they just not, you know, they're not going to change. I have always said, I will help any woman in the whole world. I will take her hand and I will pull her along with me and I will do anything I can to help her if Mm -hmm. she wants it. And if she's willing, Mm -hmm. if she's not and she's negative and she's not going to do anything, then I just walk away because I just think there's people out there that you just can't change them. I mean, sure. you just can't. And I just, um, and I don't want to spend the energy trying mm-hmm. to change someone because it just, it doesn't work. Now there's those women out there that are kind of right on the cusp, you know, right on the edge, edge of like, well, you know, maybe I can do this or maybe right. I can do, yeah. you know. mm-hmm. and then you just go all out for them. So yeah, no, I don't think it, everybody can have a positive attitude. I wish they could, but yeah, that's true. You can like there is this saying that you can force a horse to the river, but you cannot force them to drink. So to your point, you you can't force them. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do on like when you're having your off days or just not feeling your best? What do you do? I said that. I I was telling my husband that 
question, these questions and it went over that question about, you know, what do you do when you're having an off day? And he said, you have a glass of wine. <laughs> no, not unless it's evening. I do not have a drink during the day. Okay. But, um, but no, what I do, and it certainly happens, you know, not that often, but it certainly happens. Uh, because I am very busy with aging, but dangerous, you know, I'm very involved with it. And so mm-hmm. I do have a lot to, you know, to do that keeps me active and keeps me going. And, uh, right. but when I'm having an off day, the, I have to say one of the most, and it's always been all my life that I can remember. One of the most mm-hmm. important things for me to do is read a book. Okay. And I, you know, reading to me, I happen to be a pretty fast reader, but reading to me is I just get into another world. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think about anything else. And I don't, it, it's just, it shuts everything out. Okay. And, um, you know, that, and then, you know, or I'll go for a walk mm-hmm. or, you know, call friends. I'm a real big, big, I always say to people, if you're, you know, if you're lonely, if you're having a down day, if you mm-hmm. bad, just call a friend through this whole COVID thing. I don't know about you, but I have con- reconnected with a lot of old friends that I hadn't talked to for a long time. Okay, yeah. It has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I just think even if you haven't talked to a friend for years, if you have their phone number, give them a call mm-hmm. and just say hi and get in the conversation. And that is, to me, that, of course, I'm a real extrovert, but I, to me, that helps me so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm getting ready to call this this high school friend of mine that was my best friend in high school because everybody always asks me a lot of times is, have you always been this way? Have you always been this positive and this, mm-hmm. you know, this way? And I'm like, yeah, I think I have. And and then, so I'm going to call Sandy and say, Sandy, was I that way in high school? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and I know she's going to say yes. <laughs> back then so she can tell you what it was like (laughs) but I kind of need to reassure myself and make sure (laughs) I think I'm exactly the way I was back then I don't know but yeah yeah, call friends I think that is so important it is important yeah and then of course back to the meditation you know right right yeah I think that, that those are really good ways to approach life in general yeah for any of our followers who are feeling out of sort of over the incredible changes in like day-to-day life midst in the COVID pandemic, what message would you want to share with them? Well, first of all, you know, it's just about, I mean, well, it's not over, but we're going to have so much more freedom mm-hmm. in a few months, which is very exciting. But, you know, it just goes back to the same thing that I always say to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you take care of yourself. I mean, go and, you know, do something. I don't know what you, you know, you just, whatever you like to do, you know, just mm-hmm. do it, but do something and to make yourself feel better and don't sit around and, you know, poor me and poor me. And, you know, I can't believe this is happening. Right. And, you know, thank you, God. And I say that sincerely that we got mm-hmm. through all the political stuff because mm-hmm. I think the political, I don't care what side you were on, the political mm-hmm. thing, I think, just even made the COVID worse because there was so it much. Did. It really did. Yeah. There was so yeah. much drama and so much, you know, dramatic stuff happening. So that, you know, that was a real blessing. And I, I think that's, you know, that has helped a lot. But yeah, it's just back to the same thing we're talking about is, yeah. you know, you just got to find it yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't tell you what it is and no one else can just go in there and find something that's going to make you feel better and get you through this. And I think we have really yeah. almost gotten through. That's true. That's true. 
And how do you practice self-compassion? You know, that's a difficult one for me because, you know, I, and I was just saying this to someone the other day, I, you know, how you're, you're always supposed to, they say you're always supposed to have self-love, you know, love yourself. I change that love word to like, I think you've got to like yourself. And there's many things about myself that I really do like, you know, that I'm just like, I'm glad. And I like the fact that I'm outspoken. I like the fact that I'm not, you know, wishy washy. And I like many things about, about myself. Mm -hmm. And of course I love myself, but I like myself really too. Mm -hmm. I think those are two different things. And I think, you know, like you and I were talking, if it's something that, you know, you've done something or, you know, maybe you can't forgive yourself for something, you just, you just have to work on it and you have to, you know, you have to forgive yourself and don't, I don't know, I don't put myself out there and just dwell and dwell and dwell on something. I usually like take care of it. If I, honestly, if I would say something to somebody that was not, that I am bad about, I'm like, say I've had a couple glasses of wine, you get a loose tongue. And if I say something and then I think the next day, oh my gosh, you shouldn't have said that. I just call them up. I just call them up and face it and just say, I'm sorry. I had two glasses of wine. I'm sorry. I said that. And I just face things like that head on Mm -hmm. and I don't let them stay in there and just bug you. Yeah. I just, you just, you know, get them out there and face them and go on with your life and be a better person next time. That's a beautiful way of taking care of things. Mm -hmm. Our one final question for you, Jean. Have you ever heard of the term super ages? I believe this truly captured the zest of life that you display through your work at Aging But Dangerous. So thank you for that beautiful work that you're doing. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, I have never heard that term, super Super ages. Okay. I mean, what does it mean? People who are aging, just you are a super ager. So okay. people who are aging and living life to the fullest, and also they're aging slower, like they're not getting any cognitive issues and physical issues. And sometimes they age up to like 100, just like your dad. Your dad is a super ager as well. Yeah, okay. Those, yeah. That's, that's who super ages are. Mm-hmm. It's a new term that came into the research world. So it's super ages, super aging, and they tend to find them in places that tend to focus on like the mind diet, like the eating healthy. So places like Japan have a lot of super ages. Mm-hmm. Here, in the, here in the U.S., there are a super aging communities sort of in Seventh-day Adventists. So that's where you see super ages, but you and your dad are super ages and there are people within the community, but not as many that are also super ages. So you embodied that super aging. Well, thank you. But you know what? It's, I have to tell you in this, the work that I'm doing, I, I do meet unbelievable women that are like, you know, 80, 90, you know, years old that are just, I mean, I think there's quite a few of them out there. We just mm-hmm. won't always hear from them. You hear from someone like me because I'm out on the certain, right. and I'm, you know, I have a lot of exposure, but boy, there's some women out there that are a lot older than I am that are doing some great things. So I do think that's, it's amazing. I thank you for that compliment. I hope I am a super ager. <laughs> You're very welcome. And I would love to connect with some of your super ager friends as well. So 
we can get their stories out there. I think it's inspirational. We need to hear more of these and yeah. enlightened by them and see how people are living their lives because I, your lifestyle, Jean, is incredible. It's, it's just inspirational. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. Well, thank you very much for being on Super Agent Podcast. I really appreciate your time and enjoy, truly, deeply enjoy my time with you. Okay, I did too. I do. Yeah. I did too. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to Super Agent Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out by leaving us a comment or sending us a message at superagentpodcast at gmail.com or connect with us through social media. And if you haven't done so already, please feel free to subscribe to any of your favorite podcast listening site, Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcast and leave us a review. Until next time, remember that self-care is self-love. Take good care.